when I actually just recently found this new method of predicting using astrological techniques with human design, that is when I, again, there's that specificity. You can't unsee that. Welcome back to Passionate Pursuits. I'm your host and guide, Bridget Corns. On today's episode, we are breaking down human design and how you can use it to understand the overarching themes of your life and use the clarity it provides you to learn, grow, have greater impact, and find more fulfillment and joy in the present. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Today, I'm joined by Carlene Ott, who is the owner of Calculating Grace. And with her business, she helps clients gain awareness around the truth of who they are. She helps them grow and find opportunities to better their lives and the world. So I am so pleased to have you joining us, Carlene. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me and being willing to have this conversation. Yeah, Yeah. of course. Yeah, thank you. So I'd love to do a quick overview for anyone who's not super familiar about what is the difference, what is the overlap between astrology and human design, and get us into that so we can have a really nice conversation where we've got some foundation for that moving forward. Yeah, that is such a great place to start because most everyone can tell you their astrology sign. A lot of people can tell you they're, you know, big three of astrology. And so it's become quite a part of our culture, especially those on the spiritual path. Mm-hmm. And what I've noticed with astrology is there's a lot of different parts and there's a lot of different pieces and there's a lot of relationship that mm-hmm. is examined. And you think about astrology as typically the 12 different signs, the 12 different houses, and then these planets uh, that move through them Mm -hmm. and all the different symbols and meanings that are deeply embedded in all of those that give us the quality of all of that information. Uh, So, really with human design where that differs is really more specificity. So if we think of that astrology wheel and that circle with that, those big pie slices, Mm -hmm. you can think about human design. So the signs are that broader piece, like the crust. But when we think about human design, it narrows that in and really gets to the juicy middle of that whatever pie blueberry <laughs> that's like the real sweet stuff the real sweet spot of very specific information about that piece of the pie and it's just mm-hmm. it really is juicy <laughs> and delicious because it's so specific that you can't escape it mm-hmm. And you can't, once you see it, you can't unsee it about yourself. And you pretty much can't 
bring more and more awareness about that particular slice of your pie in different areas of your life, different contexts, and you'll start to see it more and more. And I, for me, it's again about the the validity, testing that validity of who you are and who astrology and human design say you are and being able to, to figure that out for yourself. Do you, now that you see it more specifically, does it work for you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'm curious just hearing all of this, and this wasn't a direction I intended to go, but I have an anticipation that listeners may have the same question. So I've had an astrology reading. I'm familiar with my human design, although I have not had someone professionally take it apart and look at it with me. So I'm looking forward to this, but I've had this conversation before and I always get this question of like, so where does free will come into play? Like we're looking at all of this and I can look back at like my chart and say, oh yeah, those things happened right when, you know, it said they were going to happen. So what does this mean for me in terms of, did I make those decisions? Like what, did I have agency in this? And is, am I truly free to decide the course I want to go or how does this work exactly? <laughs> <laughs> well, if someone could answer that definitively, <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, somehow they would figure out some sort of way to monetize that and be right. like a quadrillionaire. Um, <laughs> so to say, I don't know that there is an exact answer to that. However, in my limited experience of this work and how it does play out in my experience, I would think of it as if you and I are toddlers and we'll say source or God or universe is the parent. And the parent has decided that we're going to go to the grocery store and that's what's happening. We're going mm-hmm. to the grocery store. We're being towed along. And essentially where the free will comes in, in my experience, is how how is our relationship with that parent? Do we trust it? Do we mm-hmm. decide to enjoy its presence? Do we have a connection and a relationship with it? And then based on a lot of that, right, because we're changing environments mm-hmm. and have a home environment. But once we go out and have a different environment, we can decide, do we like this environment? How do we react to this environment? How are we going to communicate to our parent how we feel about environment? Mm. So, you know, a t- and you as a mother of four. <laughs> <laughs> know how many different ways a trip to the store with a toddler <laughs> can go. Yeah. yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that to me is the our free will is mm-hmm. how is that trip to the store going to go? Yeah. Yeah. I would also add in a piece of something that I've been really exploring lately, which I got pinged to, to look into this is I think perhaps there is this bit of prior to this, incarnative experience, I kind of got to lay a groundwork for what I wanted to experience and how I wanted to learn and plan out my course, right? My life course of study. And I think that when we dip into this material stuff that we pull with us, all of those 
courses that we want to study so that, yeah, I can look ahead. Like it's, it's not quite as predictive necessarily as we might think it is. I can look ahead and there are themes that I see coming up and I can say, wow, I wonder if that theme is going to play out with this person in this space, but I truly don't know. I can only say, well, there's a theme coming up of this and I can be aware of that and prepare for it. But it's like, you're right. It's like this overall, you know, there are 500 million different books about the theme of, of growing up, of coming of age, but what's going to happen in that book? I couldn't tell you the dialogue. I couldn't tell you the descriptions of the characters. I have no idea. But there's a theme that we can chart these on. And I think that for me is kind of how I view it, at least. I think that's absolutely another component. Uh, And I, I love that you brought that up because I feel so strongly in that as well. Um. There's a part of astrology that we haven't used. You talked about an overlap in astrology and human Mm -hmm. design. And I think that that's perfect for this topic is when I actually just recently found this new method of predicting Mm -hmm. using astrological techniques with human design Mm. that is when I again there's that specificity that's you can't unsee that Mm -hmm. you can't take that away from your future mind and it's it's groundbreaking I feel and I'm making the making the foundation and building the groundwork to put that out there but it's very intricate it's very uh detailed in and very labor intensive <laughs> to mm-hmm. get already imagine yeah it's though so edifying and so helped me in particular have much more of a clear vision mm. and trust and certainty of where I'm going and what I'm in for and like you said you don't you don't know who actually is going to and maybe we'll misinterpret it Mm -hmm. a bit (laughs) but at least we'll have some sort of ballpark and I think that is transformative so Mm -hmm. before we jump full both feet into this because you have in your hands my whole future right now Um, which is a bit exciting and intimidating. Um, I'm just curious to know what drew you into this space? Like, how did you follow your passion into this? Well, a lot of it was overcoming all of the obstacles to follow my passion. Mm. So one was not even acknowledging that I had this passion for this and it started really when I was doing all the socially acceptable things. I was going to school, going to college, getting married, having kids, buying a house, check, check, check. Mm-hmm. 
and I was struggling. I was, I identify as ADHD, and yet I was somehow running a house, hiring and managing a nanny, Mm -hmm. and then having a full-time job, trying to be the best wife I can, and definitely sacrificing myself pretty much fully. Mm -hmm. And... Basically, any self-care was a most happenstance. <laughs> and I definitely did not have that picture of my life after checking all those boxes to end up where I was. Mm-hmm. And after my first born, I was in a pretty good postpartum depression and was fighting my way out, doing all of the therapy, reading so many books and doing work that I can to be a conscious, intentional parent and also still very much in survival mode. (laughs) And then one day I found a connection that I was very interested in and It was very intriguing. They were very caring, uh, observant, and just fun to talk to. And I I really, that was the biggest thing. It's like, I really enjoyed our conversations and just the connections and perception. And it was just, and being able to have a perception of myself from them. And understanding myself a little bit better through their eyes and most and positively. So that was this beautiful gift they gave me. And so that was just a regular party conversation, right? We were, there was this guy and, you know, he wasn't sure if there was trouble in paradise. And so he asked me out to breakfast. I went back to my husband. I was like, I'm going to this breakfast. And then he's like, I don't know. That's a good idea. And I'm like, I'm going anyway. (laughs) That was like my first really, truly rebellious act of self-care to be like, I enjoy this connection. I want more of it. And I'm doing it. And in an hour and a half, Turns out it was not a good idea because I fell in love with him mm. <laughs> and I had to go home and I had to Google like, what does it feel like to fall in love? And yep, it was definitely that. And then I had to do so much introspection and stepping away from that uh, and trying to see how that can work where I am. Mm. I had the two kids at that point and that just did not make sense to me to abandon ship no matter if he seemed to match the pages of my diary Mm. of what I wanted in a man or not it didn't matter that was not where I was so really what I did at that point because again I had to find what I could do where I was and what I committed to and what I'm willing to live with for the rest of my life. And I started a business 
I said, okay, well, I guess if I'm going to be location and time free at some point in my life, I should start now. Yeah. So I started the business and I found a big name coach online who had a school and one of the bonuses was there's this side group called the Woo Crew. And I was like, oh, what is that? Mm. And I could tell you, it just felt like the most like icky, dirty thing for me to be doing to check out that group mm. and start to explore all the different curiosities I have and being willing to put aside all my scientific, you know, pharmacist mind <laughs> skepticism and just be open to the experiences and to see if they were true for me or not. Yeah. And so that is really what led me to human design was following just curiosities within that, within that group, following all, learning and taking in all the information about woo that I had previously, you know, shunned because my family did as Christians, very staunch Christians. And it was interesting because when I received my first human design chart, I tried to like dissect it and tried to chart it out and map it all out. And I was so confused and overwhelmed. <laughs> it wasn't even funny. And also I couldn't find any resources that made any sense to me. Yeah. And so it became a, a five year journey now of exploring and building my own hypotheses and testing with other people and myself. And finally, I found a human design mentor just this past August and September that I was willing to dive all in with to get a real sense of foundation with human design. And that has been so key in order to validate my own hypotheses and expand yeah. all of my learnings and she's also a business mentor so that's been putting pretty much everything um, <laughs> into place yeah for me to really get started and feeling so much more confident now so yeah here you know it's funny because we've we've had conversations before this and I trust you just based off of energetically how you show up but hearing that background and and understanding how scientific you are and how you had these maybe conditionings coming into this that allow you to be skeptical and curious in a way that like lends even more credence and power to the work that you're delivering to your clients. Like, it's not just like you dove in and you were like, oh, this is cool. This is exciting. This is fun. You were like, I'm going to dive in and I'm going to ask all the questions and tear it apart. And if it stands up under my scrutiny, now I've really got something. So I really love hearing you say that because it makes me trust you deeply with when I hear you talk about this, I really know that you've tested it. And yeah, 
So thank you for that. Yeah, well, I'm so glad that you <laughs> can feel that. That's beautiful. Yeah. So where do we want to dive in? You kind of gave a little teaser of, you know, so you had said, said send me your information. We'll run this chart. And now I've, I've seen my human design before. And like you said, it is like looking at a different language, like a pictographical language, not even like Spanish. <laughs> so it is a whole different language with all kinds of pieces that are moving and working. Um, so I can't say that I'm, that I feel super confident in knowing what in the world I'm looking at. So yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. And I, as I said, I understand that feeling. It's not a great feeling. <laughs> And so I'm so happy that we get to do a little bit of work together here. Yeah. So really happy that the listeners are going to get to hear this and understand like what a, what an integral piece to understanding themselves, to gaining clarity around the way they show up in the world and to giving them confidence moving forward as well, like that this can be for them. Yeah. I love that. I hope, I hope everyone can have that. Ah, so, okay. So I am going to give a little bit of background around how I got here about what I'm going to share with you today. So I had a really hard time with English and understanding how to tell stories, how to present information, I would simply dive into whatever the experience was, where I was now, and what I wanted to share. And so it has taken me a very long time in order to get all the pieces and kind of understand of how communication flows. Mm-hmm. And so to say that there is a way (laughs) that we can talk about ourselves and learn about ourselves that allows us to understand that big picture, that context of who is, who is in this story? What are they doing? Mm -hmm. What, why are they doing it? And how, how, how do you plan to do this? Yeah. And before you can get into all of that, that fun stuff of that predictive work and, oh yeah, this is what you're potentially going to do in 2005 and et cetera. You have to have that overall understanding of that, of your story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what I had really found is within human design, within astrology, everything that you see is not who you are right now. Mm. It is a picture of what is possible for you Mm. if you choose to step into and grow into your chart. And I think that's why I wanted to really focus on growth because 
there's there's this misconception of this is who you are period interesting yeah and that's not in my experience how that works yeah now it can inform different states of being like if you talk about the gene keys the gene keys give you a state of being that you might you might be able to recognize what state of being you're in a shadow or state of fear or a gift which is to me like a neutral you overcame you your fears and you're able to reach a neutral sense and then that's the gift and then the city is that state of being of love which to me is really the whole point of all this is to get to that experience of love and so when we think about you can just see there there that's an evolution of states of being that's a growth that you would have had done in order to get to that city or state of love and I think what we also miss in evolution is it's not a straight line Mm -hmm. and especially if we think about plants we watch plants grow it's I someone put together I think it was a dahlia a video of a time lapse and how it would expand and then retract Mm. and a little more and retract and then the next layer (laughs) expand and retract and it was the most gorgeous way of viewing our own growth and expansion yeah and thinking about how as we become more solid in who we are and stand firm about those things, start to be able to feel it, live it, communicate it, then there's more layers of us that can expand and open mm. because there's more recognition, there's more the environment, you know, maybe someone will move a a shade so we can more fully bloom it i think a big part of us growing into who we are is getting other people to agree with that wow yeah and be on board with who you are and what you stand for and coming along for that mission along however big or small their part is like for instance for you it's you know passionate pursuits it's I had to come along with your mission and say I agree that I have a passionate pursuit and I would like to share it with you you know we're we can only be who we are in a very small area until we start sharing and growing that yeah yeah that gets into my theory of nothing exists in isolation yeah. Like really no thing can exist in isolation or it isn't a thing at all. And so we only become that thing when we rub up against these other things. And that helps us define what we are uniquely in our own expression. So I love that picture. It's beautiful. Yeah. I love that explanation. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> beautiful. Okay. So that is the background of why we have we need this big picture like Mm -hmm. your big 
soul picture, I, I call yeah. it. Yeah. And so I'll tell you a little bit about mine and then we'll dive into a little bit of yours. Cool. Sounds fun. So, yeah. So when we think about our big picture, and this also came about with thinking about a business lens mm-hmm. and almost being able to use your who you are as the frame of your business. Mm-hmm. And so when we think about the vision and we think about, oh, well, what would my vision be? I think about it as your ascendant. It's this evolution of a destiny. So your personality ascendant in human design not only has sign, but it has the human design gate. So mine is a sign of Taurus. But very specifically, it's the human design gate of 23.5, which is going to be fun because you actually have that too in mm-hmm. your chart. So we'll be talking about that. Um, but the 23.5 is assimilation. And assimilation has to do with accumulating knowledge and wisdom and being able to layer it in with your existing beliefs and values and not necessarily changing your foundation, but being able to add in layers. And so that is my evolution. And I work in hospice. Mm. I always am aware that at any point it's possible my life could end. So I'm always pushing forward <laughs> to to our my next part of my life and so part of what I found with this was my dreams have so okay so that's let me let me come back so that ascendant to me is part of my expansion Mm -hmm. so that's the growth that's the opening that's the making myself bigger putting my energy out there and that is a part of the vision of who I am and who I'm becoming and again that big picture vision yeah now what had been really important to me is finding that retraction Mm. and what is it that is really helping me go inward and close up a little bit so I can expand more later Mm. so I found that to be I mean it actually says in our in the gene keys the gene keys evolution is your personality earth so when we think about using your personality earth as a way of evolving but through retraction retracting Mm -hmm. mine is to make sense of the past Mm. so that's the human design gate 64 which is virgo uh so i find routines and systems and patterns 
And I do that while I'm making sense of the past. So I essentially, (laughs) everything that I've done to look at my whole journey has been part of this going back into myself so I can come back out and talk about this information that I've accumulated. Yeah. Yeah. And so every time, you know, I'll, after we have this podcast, I'll probably meditate and think about, contemplate what, how this podcast went and what I can do differently. And that would help me in my evolution of talking again later and spreading information later. And it's this beautiful evolution that I'm going through and that I can trust that it's going to come more and more solid, steady, helpful, and firm in me. Mm -hmm. That is what we'll talk about with you next. (laughs) (laughs) Find your vision and find your, you know, that big picture for you and how you can understand yourself in the expansion and retraction. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But first I want to hear your thoughts of, of hearing the concept and how you're hearing my vision of myself. I'd love to hear. Yeah. Yeah. It's really beautiful to hear you talk about yourself in that way. And I think that so many of us are so accustomed to this like negative self-talk, but when we can really understand that, like, for example, it's okay if I need to process things deeply, because that's part of the way that I was designed to grow is actually to retract and process so that I can grow and flourish. And I think what, what you're giving people the opportunity to do is to love themselves more deeply and to have more compassion and more understanding for why they show up in the world the way that they do. So yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, thank you. Okay. So I'm glad that makes sense. And I'm excited to dive into yours. And I <laughs> and the reason and another reason why I love this is because we could talk very openly about, you know, what is part of this, then you can go out back and you can dive into it more yourself. Yeah. Find different resources. You'll be led by your intuition to what you need to do. And I just think that is so beautiful and exciting. So yeah. I'm excited. To, to share this with you. I hope you'll be able to enjoy it for many years. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Your whole life. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so when we talk about Bridget and we think about that vision and big picture of evolution, so, and I'll want to hear your thoughts because, of course, you're going to have your own experience of this. So when we think about expansion, we have the ascendant of cancer which you might have known already and in particular you probably have not looked up your human design ascendant have you no yes so Mm -hmm. your human design ascendant is 52.6 okay and what that is about essentially is 
the evolution to keeping still of inaction. Wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And in particular with the six line, that would have, they, uh, you could say that it could be about tranquility. That's fascinating. Yeah. And so when you think about, well, here, let me go ahead into your retraction because I would love to hear how it, how you, if you feel that they're connected and how you see yourself going back and forth, if you do. Mm -hmm. Okay. So yeah, thinking about how there's this evolution arc of, yeah, you're working towards being able to be still for long periods of time and that when you can sit in this energy, it'll allow you to find your focus and then eventually go back out. That's the arc of stillness. However, we have the grounding or retracting energy of your personality earth, which is 23, uh. which is a simulation. It's the same. <laughs> so is to me, given that you have a podcast and that you've, and I've listened to many of your podcasts and mm-hmm. I already know that you take in a lot of information and you've been building this foundation and adding to this wisdom that you've definitely have so much of already and you see can picture that as like a retracting of a way to like pull your resources back into your center in order to be able to go back out and shine in your stillness and your tranquility I'm wondering what is your experience of that? Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Um, I'm feeling a little bit naked right now. So (laughs) yeah, only because, um, yeah, that personality earth totally makes sense. I am a huge consumer and collector of information and knowledge and stories. Like I just love people's stories. Um, and I do find myself residing frequently in this gray space of, I actually don't know if truth exists, but I want to hear all the pieces of it that people bring. So we can create this collective truth, right? Like I feel like we get closer to an embodiment of truth when we all can bring our pieces together. Um, So that makes sense. And I feel called out by this keeping still and inaction because two reasons. Number one, after I had my pretty much my near-death experience and went through a really, really difficult time, a way that I found to deal with that was meditation, stillness, like intentionally embodying this emptiness and darkness. And I think that people don't have to go through that really difficult dark night of the soul, if they can bring themselves and invite themselves into this like cool, dark stillness, which is really scary for people, I think sometimes, but I find myself more and more being an advocate of the darkness, an advocate of silence, an advocate of the empty space where people are like, 
it's so dark and it's so empty and it's so quiet that like, I can only see myself and it's terrifying. And I'm like, yes, great. Now we're getting somewhere. (laughs) Um, but also I see that as a major challenge for me. And, and it's interesting because the people closest to me and like my inner, inner, inner circle continue to speak into me and say, I know that your power exists in your quiet stillness. And they've said, you need to spend more time in that space. I know that more of you is going to come out when you go in and spend more time in that space. And I'm like, oh, but it's so hard to find the time. And I know that's the answer. And I just had this conversation with someone and she's going to listen and she's going to go, I told you. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that's the theme. Yep, absolutely. And I just recorded a podcast earlier today, this morning with someone who told me, you know, when I'm in your presence, it's really peaceful and still. So we'll have the evidence of that. I mean, it's going to be posted. So everyone's going to get to hear that came before this. So (laughs) no one colluded here to make these things work together. (laughs) Yeah. And I, I do appreciate that (laughs) that call out that yeah these to me these are all calculations we can look at your calculations Mm -hmm. and see what they come out to be and anyone who's a skeptic we can look at your calculations as well it's they're just numbers and they don't have to be scary right and yeah. So I I love that you so deeply see both of those parts in you. Yeah. And I'm and I'm just really curious how do you feel differently if any way to be able to look at one as an expansion and the uh, another as a retraction and a period of growth like how does that feel to have that context between those two things yeah it's it's really interesting because thinking of stillness as expansion seems counterintuitive right like that was my first reaction to it was like well how in the world is how am i evolving towards keeping still and inaction. Like that seems so odd. So I'd really love to get into a discussion of that because I'm starting to see how that can be, but it's still like, oh, how strange (laughs) to see it in that way. Um, Yeah. 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 What are your thoughts about that? Yeah. Well, I think it goes back to that, what you said about that who we are doesn't really mean anything until it rubs up against other people. Mm. And so what I'm hearing is that if you are able to claim that part of yourself to say, this is who I am, this is what I'm meant to do. This is how I want to help people. Like this is my vision essentially of how I am who I am. And essentially when you have a vision of who you are, you can help other people achieve that vision as well Mm -hmm. for themselves. And so 
you being able to facilitate that for others, as you talked about being willing to go into that dark soul place without having to go into the night mm-hmm. part alone, if you are have been finding yourself advocating for that more and more, finding those places where it would just make sense that it just feels easy and good to open up space, physical spaces or online spaces to facilitate that for people so they don't have to go through it alone. Yeah. And I think, I think that's one thing that I definitely would wish for everyone that they don't have to go through these dark nights of the soul alone. When I figured out that I was falling in love with that guy, I was so alone because I had narrowed my world down to mostly my husband and my kids who I'm not going to put my adult problems on. (laughs) So really just my husband and, you know, my therapist and my therapist at the time was invalidating me Mm. and so I was not only trying to get help and reaching out for help but I felt even more alone and confused and doubting myself and my experience and if I had someone else who had been through something like that before and could speak to me about it and potentially popped up my Facebook ads, you know, I would have welcomed that in my world because I was searching for help. And I, I know that there's so many people that would love to have that help from someone who so clearly can see that that's what they're meant to do. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because I've had many iterations. Um, I'm a manifesting generator and I try all the things and I do all the things and I experiment with everything. And in fact, I had a, a podcast recording where one of my former students said, Oh, you know, like it was like 15 years ago, you told us that it's okay to pursue multiple paths because it's something that, you know, you've done in your life and it's okay to continually reinvent yourself. And I was like, wow, that's such an MG thing to say, but, (laughs) um, um, but I found myself as part of those paths, um, in the space of being a birth doula, because I think that there's this time at the beginning of life and at the end of life where we enter this really still almost frozen like sacred space and there's this thick presence that's there in that space and I wanted to be there like I had this desire to be and to hold that container for people so I don't feel like all of these different things that I've done have been off the path I feel like they were just gathering information that's prepping me to be able to do that for people so Thank you for connecting those dots. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited for you. And that's 
only one of the four <laughs> parts of the big picture. There's, and then yeah. that's not even second stage. There's like, there's three more stages after this to, <laughs> to dive into yourself. There's a world of depth and clarity mm-hmm. that I just, yeah, I'm just, yeah excited to start sharing with people. So I'm so glad (laughs) that you so deeply resonated. Mm -hmm, For sure. Yeah. And even though it's a little bit odd feeling and a different perception, bringing your perception to a different place that you're open and willing to consider that. And I'm really excited to keep in touch and yeah. See, you're going to expand on that. Yeah. So, so many people need that. Yes, they do. And I, I would love for you to just let us know if a listener is like, okay, this sounds fascinating. I'm totally like, I want someone to help me, you know, walk me through this. How can people find a way to do that with you? You can right now find me on Instagram at uh, calculating grace. And I, would love to have you dm me and let me know if you're interested in starting this work together we can get you all set up beautiful that sounds wonderful and i'll put a link to that in the show notes so it's really easy for people to find you and get in touch with you and i know that you and i and so many others in this space really just love to connect with people so even if it's even if it's like you know what i just i just want to have a conversation with you I know you're open to that. I know I'm always open to that. There's no risk in reaching out to us and saying, you know, you just said something and I want to talk to you about it. No risk in like, I'm going to try to sell you on this or that. You know, we just want, we genuinely, when we enter these worlds and these spaces where we're pursuing our passions and we're responding to like a higher calling, we genuinely just want to serve people. It's it's from this place of, look at all these things like in my life that I have done. And now I want to be able to offer that work to someone else. I just want to serve people. So reach out to us, please send us a message, ask us questions, and we can't wait to to interact with you and to hopefully find a way in which we can serve you. So thank you, Carlene, for joining me. I appreciate it. Yeah, Bridget, thank you so much for having me in this conversation. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of Passionate Pursuits, powered by Corns Coaching, LLC. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe now. This show is completely ad-free, so if you gain value from listening, please leave a review and share with a friend. I am so grateful for you.